0: You know what time it is. Time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay!
1: Hey, great to be back with you all again. It's great to be back. The man that has not one but two PhDs and is here to make sense of this crazy financial world where it seems like everything economic, everything geopolitical is being run by a drunk guy.
2: Man, that's true. I know. And he's driving the car, and we're mm-hmm. in the back seat, and mm-hmm. we can't get out. Although we can
1: get out, there are solutions. <laughs> yes. Or <winded> Amen.
0: Down. <laughs> we are jumping off.
1: You know, and, and we, we talked before we came alive, but there's a lot of things that have, that have happened in history that kind of create a pattern. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, oh, well, this isn't the first time there's been war and rumors of war. It's not the first time some of these things have happened. And there's always an action reaction you can kind of predict a little bit, and you don't have to be destroyed with the, with, with what's going on around you?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a student of history. I love cycles. I love looking at trends, right? So you can go back to the great depression. How did, how, what followed the great depression? World war II, Mm -hmm. right? You can look at, uh, let's say you could look at nine 11, right? So Prior to 911, George Bush's approval rating was like at an all time low. It was just ridiculous. And then the NASDAQ was down 66%. And then 9-11. So you're looking at now post COVID world, uh, or COVID world, depending on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. right? If if you're talking to Fauci, well, now there's another mutant strain in China. It's like, Is this thing ever going to end? So now we've got now we've got war or conflict in Russia and Ukraine. But then followed by that, you've got going to have probably China and Taiwan. So so Martin Armstrong, one of the best um, trends forecasters, I think, ever. I mean, he's he's amazing. He says we've now entered into a war cycle. So when I look at cycles, this is this is pretty, pretty wild and wacky stuff, because We're in a war cycle. We're also in a social upheaval cycle. Like what we talked about a kind of numerous weeks ago, we talked about the fourth turning. That's a social cycle. We're in the the end of an economic cycle now that interest rates are going up. So you've got all these puzzle pieces being put together. And and this is kind of a a scary thing for most people, right? Because Mm -hmm. what happens in war, not only do, do people get hurt, right? But but it it actually decimates the stock market. Mm -hmm. It decimates the bond market because it's very expensive to have a war when we don't have enough money already. So governments are going to be forced to print, 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 right. Mm -hmm. To fund this thing. And then the inflationary pressures are going to persist. And then you're going to have to raise rates to try to slow down those inflationary pressures. So war right now, um, It it sometimes is just used as as a distraction, right, from the real economic mayhem that's going on. But when when it's all said and done, it's very expensive and it's going to cost a lot of money. And so, this what why I bring this up is because these cycles repeat themselves, right? Mm -hmm. History repeats themselves. You always have um, an economic contraction followed by war every single time. So, the what what we're looking at. In in Russia, Ukraine, I mean, Gerald Salente and other trends forecasters said, "Okay, uh, this is possibly Biden just started World War Three. Right. But because yesterday, Biden gets on the news over the weekend when there's not many people watching it and said, hey, world, we're going to have a regime change in Russia. Putin's gone, basically, is the paraphrase of what he said. It's like, oh, my word. Did you just say that? Right. 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 Seriously, now now right. there's going to be even more conflict because mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're just not gonna sit back idly, mm-hmm. especially when when the U.S. senators wants to vote to actually s- steal or take all of Russia's gold hoard, which is like 150 billion dollars worth. It's like the, these these problems choices have consequences, right? And everything that that Biden is doing is perpetuating this yeah. this war machine, and the and the it's expensive to do that, and so. The reason I bring up those trends is because we perception is reality in the markets, guys. It's like when you see those news bites, when you see those sound bites, World War Three, right? Whether it mm-hmm. happens or not, um, you, you've got you've got markets that are going to react to that because because most people that invest in the stock market are sound bite investors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They don't look deep. They don't dig deep.
1: They, well, they just, look at look what happened to Tesla when when Elon was you know smoking weed with with Joe Rogan, you know, and I think he mm-hmm. just took a, a a one hit or one puff or whatever you know like I think, but the stock went down a ton. It recovers over time, but like right mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with the quality of the cars. Right. It was just a perception, like whoa, you know, is he lost it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and in the stock yeah. went down immediately.
2: Yeah, a perception is reality in in the markets, and the perception right now is. We're, we're in perpetual war. We're in perpetual inflation. We're in, we're in this horrible interest rate cycle where I have taxes that are going through the roof. Oh, speaking of taxes, Biden came up with another phenomenal tax, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the 20% minimum tax for billionaires.
0: I mean, what does that so, mean for everyone? I was actually thinking of that same thing, Colton. <laughs> the, economy <laughs>
2: oh. the economy
0: and Biden. economy and Biden.
2: It's bad. So So here's what they're going to tax the billionaires on is not just their income, but unrealized um, gains. So basically their net worth. So let's say you're worth a billion dollars. Well, what does it mean when you're taxing their unrealized gains every single year at a minimum of 20%? Well, if you had a, let's just say that they didn't make any money, right? Let's just say for whatever reason, they didn't make any money that year but you've got a minimum tax of 20% of a billion dollars, that's 200 million, so now you have 800 million left. Well, now they're not gonna have that 20% tax next year because you're below a billion. But but let's just say you're worth 10 billion, right? Mm-hmm. So what's what's 10% of that? What's 10% of 10 billion? It's a billion dollars, mm-hmm. or 20% is, is $2 billion. So the next year you'll have 8 billion, the next year you'll have you know minus 1.6 billion off of that, if they never make any money, their portfolio will actually shrink to zero from taxation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is an insane policy. When you start to tax unrealized mm-hmm. gains, now most billionaires are making a lot of money. They're making probably more than 20%. But if they don't make 20% on their net worth, well, then they're, they're just actually diminished and ultimately go to zero. I mean, this is insane. This will be a killer to the U.S. economy. Because billionaires own companies, companies right. hire people, right? So so what are they going to do? They're probably just going to go offshore, They're the, move their companies elsewhere, maybe even just move themselves, right? To a lower taxable. Yeah.
1: You have the capacity to, to earn $8 billion.
0: You could probably move wherever you, you want. You
1: probably have the capacity to yeah. move.
0: Let me ask you a question, Kirk. You know, David and I, as we're driving around and we're looking, we're talking to people. The thing that we keep, saying is how are they keeping this afloat because it looks like right now everything is fine obviously you're seeing prices of things and all that raise but how are they making it appear at this point like everything is okay because how much longer can they keep this up
2: well they can't keep they pretty much kicked the can off the cliff they can't really pull it back they're keeping it together by printing money like there's no tomorrow so when you print money that continues to devalue the currency that's why we've got the inflation that we're seeing but that money that they're printing they're injecting into the stock market. They're printing that to pay people, right, or just stay home, or do whatever. So when they print money, they're actually using it for for some kind of a what Henry Hazlitt, you know, famous Austrian economist said, the broken window fallacy. It's like you 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 fix a window that probably should have just stayed broken because you can use the money better elsewhere, right? It's like stop just paying people for to do nothing and mm-hmm. stop printing this this money like yeah. there's no tomorrow, but. But so where is this coming from? Budget. Biden just outlaid his budget proposal for, for this year. Five point eight trillion dollars. OK, that's that's a lot of trillions. I mean, yeah, it's, trillions. it's a big number. OK, David, you can start counting by thousands and you'd never get to five point eight trillion. I mean, it I mean, takes forever. Unbelievable. Right? I mean, insane. So so but put it into perspective, how much do we bring in in a given year with federal tax revenue, it's about 3.8 trillion. So budget 5.8, we bring in 3.8, that's $2 trillion added to the deficit. That means next year we'll probably be to $32 trillion national debt. I mean, they just can't keep doing that, right? Which is why there's talk of a a global financial reset, why there's talk of just washing everything out, having a gold-backed currency, having something that's meaningful, that's tangible, that that has accountability and transparency to it because the way that it is now, the era of central banks, I believe is in its twilight and it's going to end because they kicked the can too far down the road. It's unsustainable at this point.
1: And and, and things seem to like you hear about it, hear about it. Then they happen all at once. Like I remember in, in, I don't know when it was in 08, you and I were in Franklin mm-hmm. outside Nashville and we're out walking. We're going through a neighborhood and we stopped for a moment and literally every house on that whole street was for sale. Yeah.
0: Every, every house. house.
1: Not some, we can see signs. Every single house was for sale. And you're like, whoa. That, you yeah, know, that was that, very that, surreal. That, that happened quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that with even like, uh, you know, the coronavirus It's like, you hear about it, hear about it, hear about it. All of a sudden it's like, sudden, boom, bam, you know, Things things enact okay. quickly, and I'll say, wow, everything changed quick.
2: And and Ernest Hemingway, one of the most prolific authors of all time, right? He filed for bankruptcy, in, in an interview, said, "Hey, Ernest, how did how did you file? How did you go bankrupt?" He said, "Well, it started slowly, and then it just happened, right?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's how that's how it happens. Yep, it, it just it's truly how it happens. And so, what you just said is the case for pretty much everything, David. You can't. You, like when when we had the Federal Reserve Act in the early 1900s, and they started just printing money without any tangible backing, it's like people couldn't really tell that that was actually diminishing the value of their dollar. But now, fast forward to today, a hundred years later, uh, that twenty dollar bill—and you've used this illustration before—that could have bought you, you know, a finely tailored men's suit, shirt, tie, belt, shoes—it doesn't even buy you a day at Chili's anymore. It's lost ninety nine percent of its value over a hundred years. But year after year after year, you're not really realizing how much it's mm-hmm. losing until now mm-hmm. because now inflation's hovering at like 27%. Now people are feeling it yep. but they didn't feel it in years you know prior to mm-hmm. this. It was just happening slowly, but now it's it's really happening. It's just right there in front of us.
0: So what can people do to protect themselves? because there's obviously something is coming coming. What can yeah. we do to protect ourselves?
2: Well, like we've talked about it, just about every single show, and I hate to sound like a one-trick pony, right? But it, but it's the only thing that makes sense right now is is silver. B- buy silver. Why silver over gold? Because silver is doing better than gold. I mean, if both of them are equally as safe. So if they're both equally as safe, I'm going to invest in the one that's doing better. But but the the bottom line to that is it's a thing. Gold mm-hmm. and silver are things, mm-hmm. and things go up with inflation. Everything goes up with inflation, whether it's gas or oil or cars or groceries or cereal or eggs or wheat or gold or silver things go up with inflation when you're investing in a thing that's your inoculation against the inflation but the cool thing about gold and silver unlike real estate for example real estate's a thing but it's not necessarily liquid because you have to find somebody to buy it they have to finance it the banks have to have money to lend you all of these are problems because mm-hmm. none of that's actually really true right now. Banks are strapped for liquidity and it's harder to get a loan and interest rates are going up. But gold and silver, you buy it when it's time to lock it in. Forty five second phone call. We sell it. Why are you the funds? It's that easy, man. And it goes up with inflation. That's the amazing part about it.
0: Man, that is good. So if somebody wants more information, they can go to flyovergold.com, flyovergold.com. A lot of great information there. When they scroll down to the bottom, a place to fill out your information. Dr. Kirk Elliott's team can get a hold of you. You can also call 720-605-3900. Again, that's 720-605-3900. And when you get a hold of people, what's in the process? What are, what are they going to do once they speak with you?
2: So they'll either fill out your form or they'll call us, right? And somebody on my scheduling team will talk to them and say, hey, you want to set up a free consultation with Dr. Kirk or one of the advisors? They'll ask you a few questions. You know, what was it that David and Stacy and Kirk talked about that caused you to want to reach out? What can we help you with? Just answer those questions because that'll help me or my team mm-hmm. talk to you, right? And, and achieve the dreams that you have for yourself. And then once we figure that out, we will lay out a strategy to get out of the path of the hurricane to safeguard, protect and preserve your assets and move forward. And that's where our relationship begins, not ends. Right. Because we'll let you know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, do whatever needs to be done. We will let you know because we want lifetime relationships with our clients and we'll walk you through, hold your hand through this fragile economy Um Man,
0: and allow you to be able to sleep at night yes. you know, yeah. with, That's everybody without says. being stressed. That's what we always hear from people. Once they started working with you, it was like, man, I was having a hard time sleeping at night. Now I feel so much better knowing that Dr. Kirk Elliott is there to help me and his team. So we are so thankful for our relationship. Obviously, we've known you for over 25 years, but to be able to partner with you to bring this to the Flyover family, as well as our family, this has been unbelievable. Yes. So thank you so much, Dr. Kirk. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.